You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another victorious episode of Doing the Work postgame show. As tonight, your number five and six ranked Indiana Hoosiers defeat Northwestern with a final score of 69 to 58. Indiana now improves to 19 and four overall, 11 and two, and maintain first place in the Big Ten standings. I'm your host, Jeff Marlowe, here with my co host, Kathy Amos, and tonight we will break it all down for you on this edition of Doing the Work, the new show on the Back Home Network dedicated to covering IU women's basketball. And let's start this show with the way we start every show, and that's with our banner moment. And Kathy, tonight I'm going to go with the banner moment at the 135 mark of the third quarter. Indiana had fallen behind for really the first time since the first quarter, 48 to 44, or excuse me, 46 to 44, or 44 42, excuse me, 44 42. I can't read my own notes. But Alexa Golbe hit a huge three pointer, was fouled in the act of the shooting, and hit the free throw for a four point play that put Indiana ahead to good. It propelled an 8 0 run to finish the third quarter. So Alexa Golbe's four point play is my banner moment for tonight our banner moment today as always is brought to you by our friends at home field apparel now in their fifth season of sponsoring the assembly call and their first as the presenting sponsor for the back home network and did you know that among home field's large collection of vintage iu apparel is a shirt commemorating one of the most successful seasons in the history of the women's basketball program it's true when you go to the iu collection you'll find a t-shirt commemorating the 1983 season when Indiana won the Big Ten and made its first NCAA tournament appearance. Given that what the women's team is doing now under Terry Morin, it might be time for a new shirt soon. And if you support other college teams or have people in your life who do, Homefield probably has something for them too. They're releasing rough, a new shirt, it seems like, every week. Their product line now extends to more than 120 different schools with unique vintage logos for all of them. And no matter what you buy, you know it will be comfortable, and the colors will last through many washings. Plus, you're supporting an Indiana-based company that came up through Kelly. What could be better than that? Go to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME for 15% off. And once again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. Okay, now it's time to move the ball, find the open player, and get some opening thoughts from the rest of our team. And that means I'm going to shoot it over to Kathy for the Amos angle. Thanks, Jeff. So, yeah, I mean, you started us off with our banner moment of the actual game plan. I'm going to start us off with our banner moment of the, the game, which probably came at 15 minutes before the game, which was when the starting lineup was announced and Mackenzie Holmes was officially back in the lineup. So it was great to see Mac back out there. She ended up uh, with a with a nice game, ended up playing 23 minutes. Um had six points and, and six rebounds, and I thought she really impacted the game. So that that's an overarching thing just to have her back is just great timing, right? We're we're going into the you know the the final stretch here, but you know, in, in terms of a macro for us as well as a program, we haven't beaten Northwestern at home since 2018. We'd lost at home twice in a row or maybe not in a row, but two times um, since 2018, there was one year we didn't play them at home. Um, and this because Coach Morin's 100th win at home at uh, Simon Scott Assembly Hall. So uh, she becomes the second coach in program history to be able to achieve that. And so I think this was just a great bounce back game after that, that loss um, earlier in the week where they really just looked really rusty. 
having Mac back, coach getting a, a, a nice uh, mark for her uh, in the, the record books here and uh, finally getting a back right on track just in time to, to really finish out the season, I think. So overall, I think that was kind of my theme from the game. Yeah, I think obviously Mac coming back is a huge storyline for this team to get her back. And I thought important to get her back. I personally felt like it as a former coach, you'd like to get her back against a Northwestern. So, because you're going to have two tough games with Iowa over the weekend within about 48 hours on Saturday and Monday. And then you finish up with a very good Maryland squad. I just didn't want, I wanted to kind of maybe work off some rust. I thought that was a great point. And how about tonight? I don't know if you were listening to the broadcast, the, the BTM broadcast. They mentioned that she w- didn't wear anything, but they said Grace was playing with a fractured nose. Really? Oh, no, I didn't. Yes. No, they didn't. I was, you know, I listened to the radio feeds. No, no, Austin didn't tell me that. I'll have to talk to him. <laughs> yeah. And, and maybe, maybe they got it wrong then, but I just, uh, she was, no, she was obviously you were watching the game. She didn't yeah. have anything on to protect her face or anything. So, but they made comment on there. So some kids playing through some toughness right now. And at this point in the season, I think that's another important storyline. When you get to this point in the season, kids are going to have bumps and bruises. Max's injury is a little bit different. A broken nose may be a little different too, but at this point, everybody's got maybe an ankle that hurts or or, or they're sore. You know, it, it just kind of where you are at this point in the season, especially for a team that's going to play. As, as you pointed out in the last couple of broadcasts, they're playing a lot of games. Like you've said, six games in 14 days if you right. go back to the Michigan State game. So really no rest for the weary. Yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. And then again, you know, short bench today too, which I'm sure we'll talk about. We only played two two people off of our bench. So yeah, a lot of minutes going down the stretch here for some big games coming up. Yeah, and and back and I'll kind of go off that as well. Mac being back, I thought helped the rotations a little bit. I thought Keandra played well in a bench role tonight, where you know she, you know, I think she and I texted you. I thought she felt a little more comfortable. Yeah, I agree. I, I think Keandra Brown's uh, for the ten minutes that she gave us were important ten minutes for sure. Yeah, and it seemed like she had more than ten. Yeah, I did too until I just looked. <laughs> It's a good thing they tell us sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. So as we continue our breakdown of Indiana's win over Northwestern, we'll point out today's meaningful moment you might have missed, and then we'll go inside the numbers. To highlight the most important statistical notes from the game, you're listening to the Doing the Work post-game show. I'm Jeff Marlowe here with my co-host, Kathy Amos, and we're breaking down Indiana's win against Northwestern. It's time for today's meaningful moments that you might have missed. And Kathy, before I throw it to you for the first one, want to remind everybody that we are on here and we're going to be wrapping up. So you guys will be able to flip over and watch AC Radio tonight. And that's an Ask Me Anything episode of AC Radio. And I'll be interested to see some of the questions they have. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. <laughs> so, but anyway, meaningful moments for you tonight. Actually, as, as we... I'm sorry, I interrupted you, but as we've been doing, we'll kind of go back to the first quarter. What what did you find in the first quarter? Yeah, um, I think just, you know, uh, what I was really looking for was some improvement from the defense. I thought our last game, we kind of struggled on D and we started off the game kind of rough. um, But then Allie, about seven minutes left to go in that first quarter. So three minutes in, she got a a nice steal that really led to two on the other end for us to get it tied and go um, tie it six to six at that point. and then, uh, then we came back down the court just a little bit after that, and um, 
then uh, we got the ball down to Keandra Brown, who we, we just mentioned, and she goes up for a bucket and then uh, goes to, gets fouled and goes to the line for an and one, and we end up going nine to 11. So I thought just the alley with that steal was very timely, and it was something I think we needed to kind of clean up from the last game we had where our defense wasn't quite as on, on par as what we normally see from them. So those are a couple of the, the beginning moments of that quarter for me. Yeah, and and I kind of like the the t- stretch there. There was actually back to back possessions where Lex got two straight field goals and got us from six to two to six to six. Um, and, and I just like because I, I felt like Lex struggled a little bit at Nebraska. They all did, trust me. But I but I really thought Lex really struggled shooting the ball. So it was nice to see her come out and hit her first couple shots. Yep. Yep. I agree. Um, and uh, I think it'd be remiss of us not to talk about the 402 mark when Mac got fouled and went to the line, um, got her first uh, first points. That was the first time she'd played since January 5th. And I thought that was important. And then she turned back around um, at the 323 mark and really battled for an offensive rebound and was fouled again um, and went to the line, went to the line there as well. So I thought there were some important sequences for Mac again, being back. And it's been a long time, January 5th. That's a long time to be off. Um, and she, she, seemed to come back in and looked a little rusty, but those were some good plays for her to, to really start and get back into the flow. Yeah. Eight games. It didn't, it, sometimes it didn't seem that long. Other times it seemed longer than that. So <laughs> I'll go with that too. I'll go to the two seventeen mark. Matt got her first field goal back. And so she got her fourth point of the first quarter and, and it was nice to see a shot for her drop. Yep. I thought so too. I had that written down. That was actually in a nice assist from Allie too. So I thought mm-hmm. Allie had a, had a good, good game with her assist um, as well. I thought she was really looking to, to share the ball tonight. Yeah. And anything else during that first quarter? Uh, nope. Other than again, just to go back to about halfway through, we forced a shot clock violation. So again, some of the things I was trying to look for in that first quarter is how our defense started out. And again, that was a good sign to me. Um, and I think uh, again, overarching, we held Northwestern to 58. Um, they average, um, I think you told me what 67 points per game. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kept them to well under their average for the the season. So good, good turnaround on our defense tonight. I thought. And I, I will say this: Ali Patberg hit a buzzer beater in the first quarter to make it 18 to 13, stretching that lead out to five. So I thought, yep. you know, kind of nice to see them hit some shots because it just felt like in Nebraska the the shots. Even some of the good shots they had, just like there was a, a, a lid on the basket. So nice to see them finish off a, a quarter like that. Yeah, it was tough sledding at Nebraska, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So what about the second quarter for you? Yep, I think, and again, uh, for some of the things we were looking for, maybe improvements was three-point shooting. So we come out in the second quarter and 45 seconds in, Nicole Cardano-Hillary goes up and shoots one, uh, makes a nice three-buck, three three-pointer going up 16 to 21. Um, we go and get the ball back, and then she comes down and hits another one, and now we're up 16 to 24, and it forced a nice uh, timeout uh, needed to be called there by Northwestern. So I thought that was a really good start to that second half. It was also something we were looking for from the last game where we what made two three-pointers um and then nikki shoots two here within something like i think it was like what 30 seconds or so a minute with that sequence 45 seconds yeah so um i'm gonna go to the 520 mark and kind of back-to-back possessions for us keandra brown got nice feeds and got two layups and stretched that lead because at the moment you're talking about, we actually let Northwestern get it back to within one. So Keandra's two or four points actually pushed it back up to a 30 to 25 lead. And 
I'll throw it back to you, see if you've got anything else. Yeah, I had that written down as well. And um, again, just looking, um, I thought Chloe Moore McNeil, when she was in, I thought her defense was actually pretty good. She didn't um, add a whole lot for us on offense tonight. Um, well, actually, none um, in terms of you're looking for points from her. But from a defensive perspective, I thought she had a really nice sequence there where, you know, Burton is for sure their, their leading scorer. She still got her points tonight. She averages 18 points per game. She ended up still with 20, but I thought Chloe Moore McNeil actually kept her within check um, a couple of times in that second quarter. Um, so I thought there was some nice D there again in that, that second. Yeah. I, I liked, I, I texted you that I liked that matchup of, of Chloe on Burton just for one, it gives Nikki a rest. It gives a great gr- alley a rest and Chloe's athletic enough to be that kind of defender. So I thought that was a a nice matchup by the coaching staff. I'm going to kind of go back to where I was at with Keandra, but the rest of that quarter, the rest of the second quarter was really discombobulated. We really did not play well down the stretch of the second quarter. We finished the first half with nine turnovers, and I didn't keep track, but I'll bet at least five, maybe six of them came in that last four and a half minutes of, of the second quarter. The plus we actually defended fairly well and didn't give up any, you know, a huge run by Northwestern, but it was really, you know, I hate to say sloppy, but it just was not, it was discombobulated. Yeah. I thought that was a missed opportunity for sure. And, um, you know, in talk, talking to the turnovers, yeah, we ended up with nine in that first half and four of them came from grace. And there was a play there. I thought in particular uh, with a minute left to go in that first half in the second quarter there, grace was inbounding the ball and she definitely had, um, and I can't remember, I didn't write down which player, but she had a, another player open and she hesitated and she waited too long. And by then the defense had kind of collapsed and ended up throwing it away. And that was kind of how we ended that second quarter and i thought that was the uh, the theme i saw in that that you know after the media timeout yeah we you know we uh, lost that segment by four four points there um still going into the half up four but uh, i thought again grace this she just seemed to be a little unfocused maybe mm-hmm. even you know not knowing she had a broken nose maybe that was <laughs> maybe that was distracting for her but yeah she had four turnovers in that first half which is not not necessarily like the play we've seen from her recently no it was not so um i didn't have anything else in there so i'll move on to the third quarter if, unless you got something still in the second quarter that was it so i'll let you get i'll let you go first since i'm hosting now i'll let you get first crack at the meaningful moment of the third quarter sure um I thought, again, Mac came right back in, started the second half again, and they were definitely focused on her. So it wasn't like Northwestern wasn't sure how to game plan for her. And, you know, they doubled her every time she got down, but she really battled. And we started off with her getting fouled right away and going to the line and making both her free throws to to start extending that lead. So, again, a nice start where to the second half where you could see we wanted to get Mac involved, wanted to help her um, get her game going. And she was really not shy with it, you know, and you would never know if you didn't follow our program. I don't know that you would know. She just came back from a, what, a six-week layoff from a a knee surgery. I thought she looked pretty aggressive out there. Um, Made me nervous a few times, but I thought she looked pretty aggressive. And I thought that was an example play of how she muscled her way in to get those free throws and get that foul. Yeah. And, and for me, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to go to the end of the third quarter, kind of off the banner moment. We mentioned, I mentioned Lex's three point field goal, but then Grace hit a field goal with Mm -hmm. 54 seconds to go. And Lex followed up with another field goal with six seconds to go. So it went from that, you know, as I mentioned, the banner moment, that eight Oh run, we went from down 44, 42 to up 50 to 44. And, and it just was nice to see the shots, you know, the kids not, 
kind of – I really felt like the players – in a situation like that where you've been ahead and you'd had a tough game the game before, it might have been easy to sit there and be like, mm, get a little tired. But they dug in and came right back. And Lex – and to me it was like Lex wanted the ball. She was like, I'm, I'm taking this shot. I mean, she may not have said anything – but just the way the play developed, it was a pretty quick set that she was able to get open on, and, and she uh, hit it. And then Grace hits a nice shot, and Lex finishes up with a nice bucket. So we go up six, and to me, that momentum shift was huge. Yeah, I thought Alexa in particular really seemed to, especially in the second half of that third quarter, came out and really start taking control. I think she scored 10 or half of her points, 10 of her 20 points in that third quarter. And I bet most of them came in that that run that started with a, what, 545 or so mark. So I thought Alexa's third quarter in particular really swung the momentum because we looked a little flat there. You know, we let Northwestern get back into it. They actually took the lead for a little bit. And that three-pointer with the foul, as you mentioned in your banner moment, I think you were spot on. I think that really swung the momentum in our favor, and I don't think we gave up the lead again after that. No, and and that was to me, and that was huge. That showed a veteran team, you know, that really did. In my opinion, that showed a team that you didn't. And Coach Moore didn't really have to take a time out there. Just let them play and 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 trust your leaders, your kids who have played a ton of basketball. Yeah. So I didn't have anything else for the third quarter because I thought a lot of that third quarter, especially the, about the first five, six minutes, was kind of back and forth. We'd score a bucket or two. They scored a couple. And like I said, they got that lead. But I just thought it was kind of a back and forth quarter until Lex you know, hits the three. And then, as I mentioned, we finished it out. Yeah, nothing for me either. We ended up winning that quarter um, with two points and um, ending the quarter up six. So um, it was a nice, again, that most of that came in, in the second half of the third quarter. So, yeah, great, great job, especially from Alexa. All right, so how about the fourth quarter? Fourth quarter, yep. Uh, let's see. So, again, just watching to see how we do um, being aggressive in here. Um, I, I'm not sure. I don't think Mac came back in that fourth quarter, but Alexa, again, with a hot hand and the team recognizing that, immediately going inside, Nicole Cardonia-Hillary um, got the ball inside to – to Mac. And I thought Nikki did a nice job today of really looking for her teammates as well. Um, she ended up with um, three assists as well. So um, I, I thought that was a nice example of the team recognizing who had the hot hand coming into that fourth quarter and really getting it down to Lexi to, to start us off. And then Northwestern hit a couple field goals in a row to get it back to a two point game. And that's where I'm going to kind of go to Grace Berger with a, at seven eighteen with a field goal, pushed it out to a four point lead. And for me, if it wasn't the banner moment, it was a key moment of the game because it was still kind of tight there. Keandra started this and Northwestern had the ball and Keandra really started yeah. the possession by getting out and doing a really good hedge. I think it may have been on Burton, but she did a real yeah. good hedge on the ball handler that forced a turnover. Nikki got the steal. They ran out two on one. She gave it up to Grace and Grace finished through the contact and eventually hit the free throw. And so that segment there where Nikki got the steal, the assist and Grace got the bucket, pushed it out to 50, uh, 57, 50. And, and then followed that up. That was at the 651 mark. And then followed that up with Alexa with a free throw. And Nikki finished off that segment with a, with a field goal. And so you went from up two uh, to up 10. And that was, to me, that was my fourth corner meaningful moment. 
Yeah, I had all of those exact same plays written down, um, and uh, especially with the ball movement, the ball seemed to be moving really crisply, I thought, um, into, into that segment as well. Um, leading even into 408, and uh, just really great ball movement again from the team, and it led to a, another three-pointer from Nikki. Mm-hmm. So that was the last moment I had written down. Um, I thought we were well in control at that point, going up the, I think that put us up by 11 with that three-pointer. Yeah, and 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 I see we we were discussing a little bit. The attendance was down a little bit tonight, only thirty six hundred. And Denny, I know, has made a comment here in the workaholics. I, I wonder about the early start a little bit. A six o'clock start might have been a little early. I agree, we need to have a you know better crowd. But and I don't know what the weather was like up here in Rensselaer. We've had some ice during the day. It rained about an inch plus overnight, and now we've had some snow, maybe five six inches of snow this afternoon, this evening. So I don't know what the weather may have been that may have you know kept some fans from going out to night but um you know anytime you can get the crowd in there after the last couple years i'll take any crowd even though the 3600 might feel a little low i'll take any crowd in there so um anything else in the fourth quarter you got nope those are all the moments i had written down all right so let's go inside the numbers a little bit and i'll let you go with it you can start individual or team however you want to go Okay. Yeah. I think with team, I'll just go back to shooting. Cause you know, we, we had a, we <laughs> had a rough shooting um, outing last, uh, last game out against Nebraska. And I thought we really turned it around this time, ended up shooting 48%, 50% in the first half by itself. And, um, 48% with, um, and on top of that, we had 17 assists. So I thought the assist to field goal ratio tonight was was quite on, on point for me. So I enjoyed seeing the, the ball go back down, and I'm sure that the, the women did as well. Yeah, um, I was thinking the same thing. I, I almost think we're shooting a little bit. 17, yeah. of ni- 17 of 19 at the free throw line, 89.5%. If you round it, that's 90%. A really excellent night at the free throw line and they only got to the line five times. So right. one of the old Bob Knight isms shoot, make more free throws than your opponent shoots. And we definitely made that tonight because we outscored them by 15 at the free throw line in a game yeah. that you win basically by 11. That's your margin. Yeah, absolutely. And you triple them up. I, uh, it was definitely, um, I felt we were the more aggressive team. I know that the Northwestern coach was clearly not happy with the, the foul calls going on, but I didn't think that it was too too egregious, to be honest. And maybe I, I have my crimson colored glasses on right now. Uh, I definitely could, but I, I really thought that we were just the more aggressive team. I thought we were driving down more, um, and they were just more um, – I thought our defense was cleaner too, so – I actually thought, I mean, they had some, they did have some bad calls with that out of bounds calls example, whatever, but I mean, they're human. So they're going to, but overall I thought the game was okay with the refereeing. I did too. Yeah. So what else you got? Um, Well, I think I'll just start real quick with the the, um, individual stats. So um, I'll mention Alexi already. She was our team high with 20 points, but she also had 12 rebounds. So another nice 20 or double double for for Alexa and um, played 38 minutes. Um, She didn't have any turnovers. She added a a block there on on defense. I thought overall just a really nice game from Alexa. And I, I thought she started off a little slow, maybe trying to figure out again how to get back into the rhythm with McKenzie being out there. But, boy, she really came out that second half, especially that third quarter, and really showed the player that we've really seen for the last, you know, four or five weeks here. Um, so I, I liked um, Alexa's play a lot tonight. 
Yeah, I'm going to stay with the team a little bit here, and, and especially with Mac coming back, I think this number will continue to be a positive. But we won the rebounding battle tonight, 35-29. to 29. And in a game the other night where we really struggled, the two games we've lost have while Mac was out were games where we struggled to rebound. And then yeah. tonight we were able to win the rebounding margin, uh, 35-29. As you mentioned, Lex had 12 of those, but Mac had six. Allie had five. So you had some you had some good balance on the rebounding numbers. Yeah, I, I thought so too. The other number we've been kind of watching is points in the paint. And then tonight, surprisingly, which again, like if I didn't see it on the screen, I wouldn't have felt like that, but they actually beat us 34 to 28 in the paint. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of our points actually came from, you know, Grace with her pull-up jumpers. We had Nikki, um, Lexa had quite a few um, jumpers from outside the paint. So, you know, after I stop and think about it, 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 I'm not surprised. It just felt like we were a little bit more aggressive team tonight. So um did did lose that uh we started talking about turnovers so we talked about the first half turnovers so we should probably revisit that so we had nine turnovers in the first half and ended up with only 12 overall mm -hmm. for the game which i thought was a really nice job cleaning that up um and six of those 12 again came from grace you know four in the first half and then two in the second half so just very uncharacteristic of her otherwise the rest of the team was actually fairly good with the ball it just felt like um, like you said it came in bunches in that um that first quarter in particular so cleaned up the turnovers um really good and ended up um almost hitting our our goal as a team well, and I'll st and I'll kind of go with that because that was the next stat I had was points off turnovers. We forced eleven turnovers, but we scored seventeen points off of those turnovers. So again, we were able to convert more than one point per turnover, and that's got to be something that I'm sure the coaching staff sees and they and they stat out as well and, and and is a focal point for them. But on the flip side of that, we 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 turned it over twelve times and only gave up nine points off turnover so the defense was able to get back into position and not give up easy layups off of steals and one of the things i and i probably could do this a little bit better when i'm watching the broadcast but I, of our turnovers i wonder how many are things like travel or yeah. we throw it out of bounds where they become ball. dead ball turnovers as opposed right. to live ball that's funny. I think you feel, I feel like you just read my mind because I was just going to say it felt like a lot of our balls, our turnovers tonight weren't live ball turnovers. But again, like I, that'd be something maybe we should uh, try to take note of next game too, because um, I didn't write it down per se. Um, you know, like I, I know a couple of times there were, you know, passes that went errands and got deflected out. Mm -hmm. There were some travels and things like that. So it didn't feel like live ball turnovers, which would contribute to why there weren't as many points off of those turnovers. But yeah, the defense too held up quite, quite nicely. <laughs> and, and the other thing that I thought you mentioned that you could tell they were out of sync with Mac a little bit. Mac might there, Mac would go one direction and we might throw it the other way. And I know that happened to Grace at least once and maybe Allie once. Mm -hmm. I can't remember, but I know I can remember two instances where Mac was moving one way and the pass went the other way. And I that just showed you they were out of sync with her. Yeah, which not surprising, right? No, yeah, no, not surprising at all. What else you got? <laughs> I I don't have any more team stats, and I know you'd already started down some individuals. I did a little. I jumped. I jumped ahead. Uh, fine. I, I think the only one we we touched on her just a little bit. I want to go back to our our the bench points. So they had quite a few players play off of their bench. Would they have five, six people in off of their bench? Um, yeah, five. There we go. Sorry, I had to count that up. So they ended up with eight, only eight points from their bench versus ours, but all seven of our bench points came from Keonda Brown. So again, I just thought, as you mentioned, it was nice for her to come off the bench. It seemed like she maybe 
get a chance to, to watch the flow of the game. And she came in um, a couple errant turnovers, though, again, right after those um, bunches of points that she had. But overall, I thought Keanu Brown had, had a pretty nice game off the bench for us. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with Nikki here. We've talked a little bit about her, but 17 points on six of 10 shooting for, and she really, again, they all struggled, but she was really one of the ones who struggled on Monday night. Uh, three of five from three, uh, hit both free throws, had four rebounds, three assists, and a steal in 34 minutes. So I thought Nikki's stat line was really, again, she's always she's going to play hard and she's always going to bring that defensive presence. But tonight I felt like, you know, and, and, and the official stats have her for zero turnover. So to, for your point guard to have that kind of stat line tonight was really big. Yeah, I agree. She was definitely our our little gnat on defense again. Even if it only shows up as one steal in the, the box, I thought she really impacted the game again defensively. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Um, just on the opposite side of it, just again, I know we talked a lot about the defense. I thought um, overall we did really good. Um, I did want to point out they have uh, Veronica Burton, um, who averages 18 points a game. She did get 20. Um, and I thought she did impact some of the turnovers that we had as well. I mean, she she actually leads the nation in steals per game with four steals per game. And that's what she ended up. Um, with, but she clearly is the defense for the team because that was the only steals that Northwestern ended up with as well. So um, I, I wanted to point her out just because I thought overall, I thought they did a nice job of at least keeping her to her average points per game. Um, but I thought her defense did probably impact some of the turnovers that we have. I know a couple of the, the turnovers that um, Grace committed were actually steals from yeah. Veronica. So um, I did want to point that out from her as well. I will say this, though. I thought we did do a nice job on her. They took her 17 field goal attempts to get those 20, and she was forced into five, and she was forced into five turnovers. Um, though I kind of will go the other way here, and I'm sure it was part of the game plan, but Satterwhite came in tonight averaging just under six, and she had 14, and Brown came in averaging just under eight, and she also had 14. So I'm sure they were trying to load up on Burton, but I think you got them, and I think they did a better job in the second half. Satterwhite, especially in the first half, was hitting yeah. hard, hitting threes. And I thought they probably made a good adjustment on her at halftime. I don't have the breakdown of what she scored first half, second half, but but um I, I just thought that obviously to me that was like we're gonna load up on Burton and make the others beat us. And I get that. I, I use that strategy a number of times, but you also mm-hmm. can't let you can't allow it's you can't allow that person to go out and have career night either. And I'm not saying she did, but it just yeah. I, I felt like she was gonna be on her way to it. Yeah, she did have a career night, I, th- I think. At least that's, I'm pretty sure that's what Austin told me. So he, she had nine points in the second um, quarter, um, shooting three of five on her three-pointers, and then she had another five points in the third quarter. So she went scoreless in the first and the fourth and got her 14 in the two middle ones. Yeah. So other than that, I didn't have anything else on the stat line. What about you? No, I think that wraps it up. I mean, we should, I guess, touch. I did. We should maybe go back to Grace a little bit. We've been, you know, I've been talking a lot about her, her turnovers. So maybe I should just at least point out the fact she did still end up with 15 points. She ended up again, leading the team in a, oh no, she didn't lead the team in assists. My Allie led the team in assists with a six, but Grace still contributed five, five assists. So between Allie and Grace, they did have 11 assists together as well. So at least, you know, there were, again, she impacts the game in so many different ways. So the only negative again was her turnovers tonight. And I thought she, otherwise her game was spot on. 
I'm going to say, I'm going to go back to that though. Also, I was, I was about to finish up. If you mentioned Allie Patberg, this is a game tonight where I felt like she just looked more comfortable. She, and I want Allie to score. Don't get me wrong, but there are nights where I think, I feel like she almost forces scoring tonight. She had four points, but she made such an impact on the game. As you just mentioned, she had five rebounds. She had six assists and a steal and only one turnover. And so I thought, and, and defensively, she was fairly fairly solid. I, I wasn't paying attention to who she was guarding all the time. But Allie had a very um, under-the-radar stat line tonight that I think we should point out as well. Yeah, I think that's important, Jeff. I, I think I'm glad we did go back to her because again, people always want to look at points. I mean, that's you know human nature. That's always what we want to see. Is you know that's that's how you win is by the ball going in the bucket. Um, she ended up with only four points, but boy, she just impacted the game in other ways. And to your point, we didn't we didn't need her to. I mean, we had three other players that ended up in double digits and she didn't press it. So, you know, you have Alexa Bay and you have others that are scoring and it's not your night scoring. Um, it showed up in other ways with her six assists. And you mentioned Keandra. I'll say she had a very efficient night. She was three of three from the field and one of one at the line officially. Um, and, you know, they only credit her with one rebound. I thought she had a few more than that, but again, I, I thought Keandra played well as, as, as with her 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Other than her two turnovers that were a little sloppy, but uh, other than that, I thought Keandra, yeah, was <laughs> she was spot on for us again in those ten minutes. We got what it, we needed out of her with the those extra seven points. All right. You have anything else on the stats? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't either, and I don't think I don't. I think we kind of hit a lot of the additional storylines as well, don't you? I think so too. Yeah. All right. So I'm Jeff Marlowe here with my co-host, Kathy Amos, uh, and we're breaking down the Indiana win over Northwestern tonight. You're listening to the Doing the Work IU postgame show. Catch us live immediately following most IU women's basketball games, and you can find us at our website, assemblycall.com. Also, make sure you sign up for our free IU Hoops email newsletter. Over 9,000, closing in on 10,000 of your fellow IU fans have subscribed. Join for free today at join.assemblycall.com. That's join.assemblycall.com. I'm Jeff Marlowe here with co-host Kathy Amos, and we're breaking down Indiana's win against Northwestern. And it's time now for our game balls. And before we give out tonight's game balls, or I'll go ahead. I was going to give the breakdown, but you know what, Kathy, go ahead and give out your game ball. Okay. Um, I'm going with Alexa Goulbay today. Um, again, I thought her second half in particular was just very strong. Another great double-double from her. A clean game, no turnovers, a block. Again, we talked all about all of her stats, and I thought her defense was actually fairly good, too. So I, I thought just all around on both ends of the court, Alexa, for me, had a nice, complete game for us. Yeah, I don't know how you can go really with anybody else but Lex tonight with the twenty with the double double and and as we mentioned the the assist and the block. I, I think tonight that's a pretty pretty easy uh, one for tonight on the game ball, Lex at Gold Bay. So um, Grace, and so now that will give Lex with two game balls. And so our breakdown so far is Grace Berger with four. Mackenzie Holmes with three and thinking she missed eight games. And I, I was thinking about there night after, after we got off the show. I was like, she's missed eight games. Imagine, you know, I'm not saying she'd get every game ball, but I wonder how many she'd have. Uh, Nicole has three and Allie has three. And as we mentioned, Alexa Golbay now with two. And it's time for the Who's Your Hustle Award sponsored by our friends at Evansville Security Services. Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout Indiana. Remember, 
Prevention cannot be measured, so let Evansville Security Services help you prevent a bad outcome today. Go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. That's EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. And Kathy, might be a tough one here. We might have to get the workaholics involved, but let's see what you and I got first. All right. Um, yeah, I had to think pretty hard on mine, but I ended up writing down uh, Nicole Cardano Hillary again for my Hoosier Hustle Award. Again, I thought she was a pest on defense. Um, she ended up second in the team on scoring um, three pointers going three of five from the field um, and then still adding three assists. And as you mentioned, you know, on a night where the team ended up with 12 turnovers, she had none as her point guard. Um, and that came from a defense that's actually fourth in the league um, who only allows on average 64 points per game. So, you know, Northwestern's defense isn't like it's, it's any kind of slouch defense or bottom of the big 10 or even middle. I mean, they're right up there in terms of defense. So to have your point guard again, not have any turnovers, I thought all around Nikki's had a pretty good game tonight. So for me, she gets my hustle warm. Yeah. And, and I was kind of leaning a little bit. I, I thought Nikki, I had Grace. I really also even considered Mac here just because she was coming back off the injury and played 23 minutes. Um, but I was going to go with Nikki as well here for the hustle award, mainly because of the turnovers. Zero, as you mentioned, zero turnovers. Grace, unfortunately, struggled with the ball, had six turnovers. And I know four of them were in the first half, but, um, you know, Nikki's the point guard. She's kind of the, you know, she's the engine. And when she's playing well, you know, this team's going to play even that much better because they play well anyway, but she's kind of that engine that gets them going. So I'm going to go with Nicole Cardano Hillary as well. And so that'll give Nikki her third game ball. I know some of the uh, uh, workaholics are disagreeing with us here. So, you know, uh, wanted to perhaps Grace or or Chloe. Yep. (laughs) But, you know, uh, so Grace Berger with four now. Chloe has three. Nicole has three. And then Mackenzie, Keandra, Lexa, Grace Wagner, and Caitlin each have one Hustle Award. Um, anything else you want to add in here But while we're yeah. thinking about- I feel like maybe we should talk a little bit more about Max play and how she really did still impact the game tonight. Um, Denny pointed out in the chat and I had this written down and I meant to talk about it during meaningful moments, but there were two back-to-back possessions where uh, actually, I think we were in the same possession where we missed, I, I think maybe a free throw and then Mac tapped it back out for rebounds. We um, shot the shot a field goal, missed that and she tapped it out again. So while um, uh, I thought she just actually impacted the game in her 23 minutes, uh, a lot more than I was expecting to see from her tonight. And maybe I'm not sure what I was expecting to see, but again, you know, six points, but those six rebounds I thought were key and it really changed the defensive lineup and, and scheme of how Northwestern was playing us and it impacted the game. Um, so I just wanted to go back and, and touch on those couple of moments from McKenzie as well. Well, and I, I'll go with that as well. 23 minutes. I was one who was really hoping she would play tonight, but I really didn't expect 23 minutes. Yeah. Now, a couple of things with that. Once she gets going, it's probably easier for her to play and not sit on the bench and feel like she's getting stiffened up and then having to come back in and work off you know any stiffness. The key to me, kind of the lingering storyline here now, will be how she bounces back tomorrow and or tomorrow because they play on Saturday. So, will that knee be swell any? Will it be sore? That's going to limit her what she can do on Saturday. That'll be kind of the lingering storyline with Max play tonight. But you know, she had six rebounds. 
you know, yeah. and three of them were on the offensive end. So I just thought she was rusty. You could tell she hadn't done, done a lot of five on five work probably within the last couple of days. And I thought that that show tonight. And so that's why I felt like important to get her back. Even if we don't end up winning the league. And by the way, I want to win the league. Don't get me wrong. Workaholics. I'm not saying that, but you want her for the big 10 tournament. You want her for the NCAA tournament to be as healthy as possible and work that rust off. So that's uh. Um, you know, and I think, you know, as Joel points out, she didn't have any lift tonight. Well, that's one of the byproducts of a knee injury and knee surgery that you're really usually going to struggle with lift. And I thought um, I noticed that a little bit tonight on the layup she made that she didn't really get off the floor. And so that's going to maybe yeah. take some time. And that may actually be something she deals with until next year when she can get a full one, you know, a full summer of rehab in. So, um, by the way, workaholics, if you got any questions for us, put those in the chat. We'll try to answer them as many of them as we can. We're up against the clock a little bit tonight because AC Radio will be on after us at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 Eastern. So anything else you want to mention here, Kathy? No, I, just, I don't think so. We can probably go ahead and preview our, our next opponents and do our last call. Our next postgame show will be after the Iowa game, which is Saturday, but we will be on Sunday. I have a game up here I'm doing on the local radio. One of the teams has advanced to the semi-state for the girls, and so we'll do that Iowa postgame show on Sunday at 4 p.m. Central, 5 Eastern time. So that's when we'll have the postgame show, the Doing the Work postgame show for the Iowa game. That will be on on Sunday for the postgame show. Um that game, though, is Saturday. It's on BTN+. Plus. I don't make the schedule. All right, For a big game like this, I'm just shocked that it's not on, B, on BTN or something else. Um, but yeah. it will be on BTN Plus at 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central, which is exactly the same time I'm broadcasting. Iowa's number 22 in the coaches poll, 25 in the media poll. They're 16 and 7 overall, 10 and 4 in the big. and they But they're only 3 and 3 in their last six. So they'd run off about six or seven in a row. Kathy, you're, you see them a little bit, at least the, the the news about them a little bit more. I think they'd run off six or seven in a row before that, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. They average. This will be a defense. This is going to be an interesting one with our defense against their offense. They average 84.6 points per game, led by Caitlin Clark, who leads the nation at 27.6. And Monica Cisnano, I believe is how you say it, Averages 20.3 in the post, which I think is important for Mac to be back. Um, they're coming off an 81 to 69 loss in Iowa City to Maryland. Iowa leads the all-time series 49 to 21. And but I use 17 and 17 at home against them. So a chance to get above 500. We're five and five in the last 10, but we've won the last two in a row, including last year, an 89-80 victory on March the third. Um, so as we mentioned, AC radio will be coming up after us and you're listening to the doing the work IU postgame show. Remember to check out our friends at home field apparel, use the promo code home H O M E at checkout to get 15% off your, your first order. And real quick, we'll try and answer a couple of questions. Uh, Jack wanted to know, Kathy, how far can this team go? You know, I think if they can get Mac back into, you know, full game mode and they can really work her back into the rotation as well as the team feeling more comfortable, as you could, you mentioned, they were out of sync. I, I think they can make a really deep run again this year. I, I mean, we played some teams early on um, like NC State and Stanford, and we were really close with those teams and they're, they're top of the, the, they're cream of the crop in terms of women's basketball in the nation. Uh, and we hang, hung right in there with them. And I think we're playing better now. We have more depth 
than we did then. I think Chloe Moore McNeil in particular has really come along. Keandra Brown has really come along and is starting to give us some really good minutes off the bench. And I think that's just going to go a long way for us. So personally, I, I really think they have a legit shot at, at making a Final Four run if they can get Mac back into the fold and completely healthy and getting that rust off as a team. Yeah, I agree. I think they're capable of that run. Uh, Jack also had asked what their two, what their seed possibly was. The last official thing released from the NCAA was that they were the last two seed. They were the number eight overall team in the NCAA uh, bracket, bracket review or whatever they call it. But yeah. that was before the Michigan State game, and I think maybe even before the, the, the game before that. So they'd had a couple wins in there. And then – the North Nebraska loss. So I would imagine they're still probably in that seven to eight overall range. So they're still probably a two seed as well, but I agree, Kathy, they, they got a chance for a deep run. And Tony Stuckey, I see in the workaholics here, you're right. Caitlin Clark needs to be guarded as soon as she comes across the half court line, because she's kind of what we used to call she, you know, in the gym range, it doesn't yeah. matter where she's at. She's going to, she's willing to shoot it and she can hit it. And That'll be a big, you know, that's, again, they're a high-octane offense. We're known for our defense. But we've actually had some success playing that kind of pace with them in the last couple of years where we've been able to outscore them a little bit. But I don't think we'll see any 55-50 game on Saturday. I don't think so either. And, and that, you know, as much as the, we're laughing about guarding her as soon as she crosses the half um, half court, and that's really no joke. Like I know what, uh, my husband and I were watching one of their games earlier this season. And if you have seen any of Iowa games, men or women, you know, they have that giant Hawkeye in the middle yep. of the court. She shot one from not at the edge of it, but like around where the eye of that stupid bird is and made it. it and I just like, I had to rewind it. I'm like, did that? And she just made it look effortlessly. I mean, that's the thing is like, she has such strength and um, her shot is just so pure. It, it's going to be a very interesting matchup to to see how Nikki does on her. Well, I, I when, think she'll guard her anyway. And when it, they were at Michigan, she kept getting a little farther and farther. It kept eventually when she was out on the M at, 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 at Ann Arbor. So that was, you know, she's, she's just one of those types of talents and, and, but you know, there are nights when they have trouble finishing at the rim. And so you got it. We got to make sure we don't give them second and third opportunity. So yeah. um, it's last call time, Kathy, and I'll let you go first. Yeah. I, I, again, just like a really great bounce back win. Um Absolutely wonderful to see Mackenzie Holmes back out there with the team. Just really excited to see how we can we can do moving this forward now together. Now that we got all of our pieces back together, we got some players really starting to step for up for us. And boy, that game Saturday, we we got to get the word out for people that live close by. Um, you know, we can't have another turnout like we did today in terms of attendance. Hopefully, it's more like the Purdue game. Um, you know, Iowa is a ranked team. Um, they're no joke offensive. It should be a fun game to watch, especially with Caitlin Clark coming in there. Um, we, we have to really help this team get across this finish line. They're so close to getting that first Big Ten, you know, not regular season titles. The first one. And well, we've only had one. It was in 1983. <laughs> um, we're due. And they're they're right on the doorstep of doing that. And we just got to make this final push with our last four games here. Yeah, right now it's just about winning. Take care of the business you have in front of you uh, and control your own destiny. And But I thought there were some good points that were – I was watching a game earlier today. It might have been a Penn State men's game. Don't get caught up in the macro. Just stay with one game at a time. I know that sounds coach speak, but that's really what they need to do. Focus on Iowa right now, and then everything else takes care of itself down the line. But focus on the team in front of you 
and be ready to play. I know they will be. And, and I agree. Get a great crowd. The students need to on campus need to make their way over to Simon Scott Assembly Hall on Saturday and support the lady, the, the women and, and give them everything they got. because They'll need a little bit of a crowd push for them because Iowa is very good. This is not yeah. some middle of the pack, Big Ten team, middle, you know, lower tier. This is a team that's going to possibly be a five or a six seed in the NCAA tournament, if not higher, depending upon how they finish the season. So get out and finish. Or excuse me, get out and, and root for the for, for the, the women and get and help push them across the finish line. Right now, they're still in first place. To me, that's their big takeaway for tonight. You win, you stay in first place. Everybody's chasing, and I always like that when I was coach. I want people chasing me, not have where I can control my destiny rather than than having to help have help from somebody else. So, Kathy, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? I don't and think turn so. it over. You turn it over to AC Radio. I said we have four games left. We only have three. The game with Iowa Saturday is our last home game, so it's also your night. So um, other than that, yeah, um, just encourage all your friends. I don't live close enough that I'll be able to just swing by being eight and a half hour drive. So I would if I could. But, yeah, uh, we'll be we'll be watching and cheering them on from afar. That's for sure. Oh, and yeah, the Big Ten Plus, I'm assuming this was a, a reschedule. This was not originally supposed to be on Saturday. So I am guessing Big Ten probably had their lineup already filled up since it was a Saturday with other games. Um, and that's why they suck us on Big Ten Plus. It sucks, but I'm, I'm, I kind of get it. More than likely, I bet I, and I, I get it, but I agree. <laughs> Surprised they couldn't find a way to get ESPN or somebody to help cover that game. Um, that'll do it for us. And if you want to see us do the show live and be part of the live chat, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash assembly call. And don't forget to go to join.assemblycall.com to join our free email newsletter. Special thanks to John Ringer of rigdesign.com for designing our logo. And thank you for listening. We'll be back to talk IU hoops again with you on Wednesday night. Thanks to everybody in the workaholics there tonight. Thanks for all of you who listen on the podcast for supporting the show and for Kathy Amos. I'm Jeff Marlowe, and we'll be back to talk IU hoops again with you on Sunday, recapping the Iowa game. Until then, keep your elbows in and your eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, we needed that. Yes, we did. That was a lot more fun than than, than Monday night. So, yeah. <laughs> workaholics, we appreciate everything. Denny, Tony, Jack, Augie, Joel, who are there and, and, and commenting. If I missed anybody, thank you guys for all being here tonight. Uh, we're going to get out of here, though, because the AC radio guys are, are up against us uh, at 8 o'clock uh, Central Time. And since we kind of share some of the uh, facilities here online, we got to get out of here so they get their show started. So, But okay. thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you on Sunday, 5 o'clock Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Central, with the Doing the Work postgame show for the Iowa game on Saturday. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Kathy, I'll see you. All right. See ya. Have a good weekend. Take care. Bye. Bye. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.